Okay, well, anyway. why, don't, why don't we why don't we start the show off with uh, with the match? We'll just go through that, um, or should we just call it Brady splits his pants? Brady shit yeah, his pants. About that. Well, he, he shit the bed in the first half for sure, and then he, he split did, his yeah. pants. That's all you see today is that Brady split his pants. Well, I thought that was the SpongeBob wow. episode. I ripped my pants. <laughs> and and you know what? Like just the little bits that I saw and, and everything else about the whole thing. Like they talk about Peyton Manning and getting onto a network and doing some football analyst type work. The shots he was taking at Brady, like he's got some zingers. He's got comedic timing. We all know that. But I mean, For beyond sure. that, he's a like funny guy. He's, he was really good. Like, I kind of felt like he stole the show. Golf aside, he stole the show, right? So you're kind of like, now I start to see why they want him on TV because he seems a pretty natural fit for it. So You know what's sure. funny is uh, his, his little brother there uh, joined Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before, and immediately Tom <laughs> Brady uh, crushed him. But holy crap, he's had just, he's a machine on it now, eh? Like, he's just tweet, 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 and he's Fucking funny. <laughs> he's, yeah. So he actually, follow, but he'll fill up your timeline. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's new to no, it. And that's slow down. That's okay, but I mean, he's probably had like eighteen years of build up to being able to speak freely, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the kid who has the super overbearing parents, and he finally moves out on his own, and you can't find him for three months because he's just pissed in someone's basement the whole time, right? Just tears mm-hmm. it up. So maybe maybe that's Brady. He's moved out of New England. He's out on his own. Or like Catholic girls, eh? Yeah, <laughs> Catholic girls. I didn't want to go there, Maddie, but okay. I agree. Dirty little Catholic girls. <laughs> All good. But yeah, no, it was a, not bad golf. I mean, you know, but that's not right. why anyone really tuned in, I think, but... No, I think I mean, they. Overall. I think they got exactly what people tuned in for was Manning giving it to Brady. Yeah, and you know what? I would actually like to see after now the last dance has all been wrapped up. Uh, Jordan's a big golfer. I'd like to see a guy like Jordan go out there on the course with a Peyton Manning. And Manning, I don't think cares who's across from him. He took shots at some pretty high-profile guys, and he's one too. It'd be pretty cool to see Michael Jordan get a couple pot shots taken at him by a guy like Peyton Manning. That'd be great TV. I don't, you know, it'd be worth watching, you know, it'd be good. And Jordan's a good shit talker. So, I mean, he'd be good at it too. Brady, mm-hmm. Brady got some good ones back at him. Oh yeah. They took their shots, but I mean, all, all in all, just the, the mix of personalities would be pretty, pretty cool. They could do a lot of things even with that format. And it's a way for some of these older golfers who maybe aren't going to win a trophy again but, but to sort of be in the news, right? Get somebody other than Tiger, though. He's Well, but I mean, you get like a Ben Hogan or, or Jack Nicholas. Somebody who's were, got some personality. Again. Somebody who has still some golf. Like but Bubba Tiger Watson. Woods, Tiger Woods sells, right? Tiger right, Woods yeah, is what does. makes people tune in on Sunday. Well, yeah, to yeah. win a term- tournament, but he didn't. He, I don't know. I think they, I, I they think need people, somebody I with some more personality. I'd like to see John Daly, Michael Jordan, Peyton Manning pick another dude. John Donald Daly Trump. and Michael Bubba Jordan. Watson would Donald be awesome. Trump. There you go. <laughs> I thought actually a golfer, but okay, that would be good. Be a good personality. Yeah, that would be a good foursome. Mike them all up and tear it loose. 
put her on the Ocho, whatever, ESPN 9, 10, 8, whatever. <laughs> Let him loose. It'd be good TV. It's entertaining. It certainly is. We could use a laugh. We could use a laugh. So, we no, could. it was good. I hope they do some more of that stuff. And it was all for charity. So what better reason do you need, right? Yep. Why not? Charity. So, charity. Hey, Brendan, thanks for joining. And uh, before uh, we move on, I just wanted to thank my best and favorite cousin. She came into town and brought me plum dumplings and pierogies. And, oh, my God. Oh. So good. Did you did you grow up near the garlic? So good. I certainly did, man. Certainly did. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> they were so good, so good, so good, so good. That's I'm awesome. So fat and full. Cousin of all. the year candidate right there, hey? Yeah, it sure is. So, uh, what should we move to next? Let's move to the CFL. Let's talk about CFL. Uh, let's talk about uh, Ambrosi and uh, where where we think we're going with all this. Let's start with Matt. What are your thoughts, bud? And then we'll move to Heath because he may have a little more to say. Uh, maybe not. Well, just a just a quick summary. Uh, um, basically, the uh, uh, the gist of what he went after was that the Grey Cup is moved now. We've lost the 2020 Grey Cup here in Regina. We'll host it in 2022, and Hamilton will still host in 2021, assuming we have a season next year. <laughs> Um, this this year, if we are able to play a truncated season, it will be the better ranked of the two competing teams in the final that end up uh, ends up hosting it. Because I, I think it's given the circumstances, about the most reasonable plan you can come up with, and I still think the chances of it actually happening are extremely slim. Um, we'll have to see, but I mean, especially the CFL out of all other leagues, I just, I can't see the CFL doing with, with, without fans. They don't have the media exposure. They don't have those dollars to keep, keep them funded or subsidize them. Right. Well, they're so gate driven, right? So without a gate, it's man, that's severely crippling to the bottom line. So big time, you know, the thing, the thing that, that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit, and I don't know, maybe you guys can speak to it a little better, help me understand it, but they said there won't be any games until September. But yet they're talking in the next month, they're going to start letting these guys practice. Okay, next month being June, what are they doing for July and August? Just practice for two months? September seems a pretty long way out. Is September something they're shooting for with limited, like getting some fans in the stadium, like with I th- social I think, distancing I think being that in would place? Have, I would think that unlike the other leagues, theirs is contingent on trying to get asses in the seats. They, yeah, yeah, they just can't be. do it any other way. So I'm well, like, for that, for that gap, up two months of playing time though, too, right? Like for that, for that gap one. though, Heath? yeah. Um, to fill the gap, the Spring League has offered to uh, jump in and uh, play some exhibition games to help get them in shape and that sort of thing. Um, provide some football uh, down at some of their facilities. They've offered to play by the CFL rules. Um, they've also said, you know, something like that would ob- obviously have to be approved by this uh, the CFLPA. Um, yeah. It would all be above board and that sort of thing. But, I mean, it's definitely an idea. It's kind of interesting because they've got a little bit of money. Yeah, no, and, and rightly so, you know, but. So maybe there'll be like a little a, bit of a partnership there. Maybe, yeah, true. But does the think, CFL really want to get into a partnership that they can't well, get out of? Like, Well, I maybe, don't know if it's something know? that they can't get out of or not, but I mean, this, the, okay, basically um, the way the Spring League, the, the way the, the uh, 
the the spokesperson for the spring league said um, was basically that it's in their best interests for the CFL to exist because a lot of their players wind up making it to the CFL, right? Oh yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a place where it's, it's a place where their players aspire to be. So they absolutely yeah. want the CFL to be there. So yeah, it, it could be a good arrangement for sure. For sure. I, I just thought that, that the, the whole September thing, and I think it is totally based on fans, but mm-hmm. it's like, must be. you know, like if you really get super aggressive with the social distancing, I mean, we have a 30,000 seat stadium. I think you could put 5,000 in it. One person every six seats is well beyond six feet. And then maybe graduate into one every four seats or something like you could, you could roll it over time, but the, the concerning part about September to me is, is now you're in direct competition with the NFL, the NFL. and CFL's numbers on, on TV go down a little bit during that NFL crossover, whether you like it or not. Right. So, and being as starved as, as sports fans are, how many are going to just pile on? Like maybe it won't be a big, big difference. Like they'll just, they'll watch everything and anything because it's on finally. So I don't know, the direct competition side of it to a league of that size could be troublesome, but... Well, at least the CFL, the CFL is at least smart enough, though, that they stopped competing with the NFL directly on Sundays. Yeah, so, but, or, like, starting your season in September when they start theirs in September is... is oh, yeah, you're your competing time. for attention. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. So, and then the, the Hub Cities thing, uh, it doesn't sound like the CFL really wants to do the Hub Cities, but... Here, do they have a choice? I did hear. I did hear that could be a possibility as well, and that yeah. was hilarious because I heard a great quote from Brandon Banks said because they were talking about the two hub cities. If they did it, would be Regina and Winnipeg. Yeah, no, based Edmonton's on location and facilities too. and COVID numbers. Brandon Banks yeah. says, "You mean I'm going to have to go spend three months in Regina? I'm not going." You know what, Brandon? We don't want you. Yeah. Here, here's <laughs> Does my he not thought. know that Winnipeg is east of Regina? The east would probably play out of Winnipeg? He's going to Winnipeg, lucky bastard. Here's Don't my... know he's not from there. He has all his own teeth. Anyway. Here's my thoughts on it. I don't think that the league is going this year. I think they already know that the league is not going this year. And they're trying to figure out what their angle is. And they can't completely at this point say, no, it's just straight up canceled because they need to figure out some financial details before they can do that. Um, But there's there's a thorough process that you probably should be going through before you pull that trigger and say it. And they have not done that. And fans Well, I think that's, yeah, I think that's it is they realize they can't just pull the pin right now even if the writing's on the wall, because the optics are that they didn't do their due diligence or give it the fair shot, right? Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, lots of fans, good hardcore CFL fans like ourselves would be like, I'm going to call you on your bullshit. And rightly so. You didn't do your due diligence. So don't feed me this bullshit line when, you know, you maybe should have got on it sooner or did a little better job. I mean... Yeah, I think I'm, I'm optimistic that there's going to be something. But I mean, even if they do get to that point where they're going to cancel the whole thing, you got to do it right. You got to do it right. Okay, Whatever so let's, your decision. let's so. say let's say the season does start and we go into this uh, this playoff that they want to do. 
mm-hmm. where it, where the the host of the Grey Cup is the team that has the highest regular season record. Do you like that idea? Well, the only problem I can see with that idea is, is what to say for some unknown reason, say in the West, uh, Edmonton's the, the division winner. We're playing out of Regina as a hub city. We're going to go up to Edmonton now. Well, no, I, I would assume, I would assume city, that no? I would assume that only happens if there isn't a hub city. Otherwise, okay. what's the what's the point of having a a Grey Cup in a separate location if you've got a hub city? So I'm assuming I that when the they same, said yeah. that that they meant if there is no hub city. Well, to me, I think that. It sounds good. It does sound good. But if you don't have your hometown fans, is there really a hometown advantage other than you get to sleep in your own bed? Eh. Well, how about, how mean, about this one? Football's how the only league that, that has their championship game outside of, of the major North American sports that has their final game outside of one of the teams playing in its home. So it's not really like foreign well super bowl super that's what i mean like football football is the only sport that does it baseball doesn't hockey doesn't yeah sure they're multi-game they're multi-game series memorial cup for example in junior hockey right but i mean if you can't have a complete festival there's no pre-planning to the events nothing it's just show up play ball let me throw this at you though a place like montreal that necessarily doesn't have the football facilities capabilities necessarily built in right like they usually have to try and mobilize the big o yeah, and that sort of thing and i would imagine yeah. that's not something that you can just snap your fingers and make happen in a week probably not yeah yeah but i mean there are places and based on covid numbers and everything else though too that may be a well, lot more plausible yeah i suppose right? montreal right hey, now, kevin. the way they're looking hey, it's kevin. probably not looking very good <laughs> hey deb hey Corey. So, i mean We'll, we'll have to see. And, then, and the other part, too, that kind of makes me scratch my head a little, too, is, you know, with something like that, you fully commit to it at the beginning. Well, by the time you get to the end of that season, what if the numbers and the COVID and everything else is looking to the point where it's like, hey, we can open this up a little more. You have to almost have a plan for once you're rolling, maybe potentially to be able to handle opening it up, you know. So a hub city like Regina, I think because we're football crazy here, you know, if you have to play a BC versus Edmonton game in a in a hub city, BC Edmonton in Saskatchewan would get some fans. It would. I I if I had to compare it to BC hosting a Riders Edmonton game, for sure we're gonna get a better turnout here. Like in terms of hub cities, I think as you open it up, you also have to consider because you're game-driven, how many people in that hub are going to actually show up and watch some of these games? I, well, that's going to be ha- a whole new issue. That's going to be right. a lot because of economics. Like, you'll like, have to have some revenue sharing. Well, and if you're only you putting 5,000 asses there, Matt, in the seats. Right? You said it with the Memorial Cup. When we had it here in Regina, you know, and even, even World Juniors, when Canada's not playing at the World Juniors in some places, there's nobody watching the Czechs and the Germans play each other. It's very sparse. So yeah. depending on the location, some of these teams that aren't in the home center have to be football crazy markets. They have to be hockey crazy markets if it's hockey. Like, yeah, you need sure. those fans, then you've you got to get them somehow, right? So, 
we have we may have a lot of football to watch here. So well, I think we're going to have NFL to watch, and it'll be empty stadiums or yeah, very well, sparse stadiums. They can afford to. Exactly. Uh, I I heard they were going to lose. What was it? Two two hundred million? Maybe it's top of my head. It, it was hundreds of millions of dollars a week with no fans in the stands. And oh, you're kind of like, think, yeah, yeah, like even they're taking a hit, but they can handle that hit because well, yeah, because they've got the lucrative other things. They've right? got the lucrative television contract, and they've got many, many, many revenue streams which the CFL just does not have. But that's the thing when you think about how many revenue streams they're missing out on by game day revenue. Holy shit! They've been that's missing out on them for right? years. For years, they've never they've never gone that direction. The CFL. No, that's yeah. I mean the NFL. Oh, if they weren't to play, right? They'd be missing out on all that. Like, holy crap! That's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Would you say two hundred million or hundreds of millions a game? Oh, it's yeah, yeah a couple hundred million a, a week. Sorry for the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, when I mean, you consider, you know, but not just not just tickets in the stands, but like your luxury boxes and all that kind of stuff, right. your VIP services, but, your but parking, about- your concessions. You're also talking about a team like the Dallas Cowboys or the Redskins being evaluated, you know, their valuation coming in at like three, four billion dollars. And you can, you know, you've got that kind of value. You can lose a couple hundred million and yeah, they're going to be okay. They can, they can weasel cushion. their way through it, right? Yeah. There's so, a cushion. And I don't know, think any the, of these the guys, that, I don't think that any of those teams are bankrolled by poor people. No, no, no. No, not, nope. not at all. But the other thing I was thinking, and you guys can maybe stop me if I'm out of whack here in this line of thinking, but why not You're just totally open out of up whack. the online? Oh, totally out of whack. If we're, uh, if, if it's crazy to start just the, uh, completely open up the uh, online gambling of on games, like get, get the league in on it. I know that a lot of leagues don't like online gambling or like take they're worried a cut? about the, yeah. They're talking about hosting hockey. Well, we can move the NHL in a bit, but Vegas is is going to be a host city there or a hub city there. Let's open up the gambling. Let them make their lost revenue up by doing that. Let them rip. They've always when... been scared of it. Now they're hard up against the wall. You know, That's sometimes you got to do strange things. It'll be whether strange things. It'll be whether governments want to open that genie. The things you'll do for a case of macaroni when you're a poor university student. You know what I mean? That kind of idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Matty move. just smiles. He's like, oh, I know. I, 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 it was good macaroni. All good. Let's All move good. on to the new, <laughs> the 2014 NHL playoff and uh, the new news we received. Mm-hmm. The new news. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I wasn't too sure about the 2014 thing, but... Hey, they got to make a line in the sand somewhere, right? And some of the teams that were in between that 16 and 24, Shea Weber actually with the Habs, they were almost statistically eliminated when the season stopped. And he came out and said, yeah, it is unfair, but hey, we get to play. So, you know, what more do you want? I mean, they're playing hockey. That's that's the bottom line. You can haggle over it all you want, but right. what do you guys think? Hub, hub cities, not hub cities, cut off. Well, so in the, in the, the- the players have agreed to this 2014 format now, right? That is correct. 
So the end that that's that's yeah. really the big development, I guess, because now they've kind of got it all laid out and they know who's going to play who theoretically if they can you know make this happen. Um, they yeah. know who's going to play who in their play-in rounds or whatever. And so apparently Chicago is drawn or Edmonton is drawn Chicago. So there's some uh, people very pissed off uh, in Edmonton right now. Because they're very concerned well, about uh, Patty Kane and his uh, ability to take something over, eh? Well, and they were even talking, one proposal was thrown out there, I guess, very early in the process of a three-on-three, right? Yeah, and Nobody I, wanted Kane, to face Carey Price and Patty Kane, Kane was the rumor. Kane and Price were the two, yeah. And I'm like, whatever, man. Like, Patty Kane's good, but... Shit, you have no business winning if you don't have another guy that's good. Who's talking? Like, if you're the if you're in a three on three, I'd be as worried about McDavid and Drysidle as I. That's what I was Patty gonna King. say. It's yeah. not like you the don't have a in, fucking answer back for it. Like people in Edmonton are complaining that they're gonna have to play against Patrick Kane for their play in round to get into the actual playoffs. Well, you guys got Connor and fucking McDavid. Yeah, and how many years in the last 10 have you even made the playoffs in Edmonton? Shut the fuck up. you got playoff hockey. Like, do you want to go back to the old days or what? I mean, to me, you've got hockey. You've got a, you've got a good team. You've got weapons that make it a good team. Make the best of it, right? Like, let's play. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. unfortunate that we didn't have that last uh, 10 games for the Oilers to choke and miss the playoffs, but... Well... You know, Kyle's just—he's just soaking it in. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just soaking, soaking it in. in. Soaking or he muted in. his own mic on the board just so he can. I I can't it. I can't make Matt feel bad. It's like the anniversary of his one Stanley Cup today. It is. It is. That was fucking good times. They had uh, Lanny McDonald on the Green Zone today, discussing some nice. uh, reminiscences. His mustache. Were they discussing his mustache? They sure did. Yeah, they asked when he when he realized that that was his thing, and he said he, there was a point in time when he he had it and he grew it for two or three years, and then it was about the third year he in the off season he started like growing it out and to the sides more and bigger, right? And he had two uh, companies come to him and offer him contracts if he shaved. And he said that was what made him realize that his mustache was his fucking ticket to being him or whatever. So, what a super good guy, though. Wow. Kevin he says he agrees cool. with you, Matt, but I'm not. I'm not sure what he agrees about. Maybe Lanny McDonald's mustache. Oh, Ooh, oh, yeah, mustache oh about Edmonton. About about Edmonton. Oh, oh yes. Uh, well, we all hate Edmonton, don't we? Except those who cheer for them, I, I guess. Think I'm a, I think I'm a Vegas Knights fan now. But I do like McJesus. You and Rod Peterson, eh? Why not? I love Vegas, man. I like Vegas. They play entertaining hockey. Oh, I just love Vegas, so if it's a reason to yeah. go there to watch a hockey game, then if I'm going to Vegas, then I'm a happy guy. Well, you going to cheer for the right? Raiders now, too? Well... Let's not go that far, but <laughs> I do like Chucky, though. I do like Gruden. So, in two Have years, guys... Rodgers gets traded. Well, you know, Raider. but I'm tattooed with the Packers, so I'm kind of stuck with them for life. 
You could just run black marker over it, and make it into a Raiders logo of some kind. Sure. Yeah, and that's what that's sure. what everybody who tattooed their old lady's name on them their arms says too, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, baby. Are you saying Rogers we'll is my old lady? Vegas. We we can meet up in Vegas and you can get liquored up and Maddie and I'll take you to some uh, lap dances and then get you a tattoo before we drag you back to the hotel. Cover that shit up. Okay, count me in. We'll get you you a Las Vegas Raiders tattoo to cover up your uh, Green Bay Packers. How's that? You you probably have to get me pretty drunk for that I would get Aaron Rodgers' face tattooed on your chest. Oh, you have to get me really drunk for that to happen. (laughs) You can wake up like the hangover with the Mike Tyson tattoo. Just don't tattoo my face. Yeah, I... I honestly wonder about stuff like that because I can't recall ever seeing anybody remotely like that Get with tattooed. an attitude as far as tattooing goes, right? Like, usually if they smell booze, they'll pr- usually refuse to tattoo you, right? Yeah, well. Well, they don't want you to you, bleed you out. give them something fun. Yeah, they don't want to be liable, right? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. For your bad decisions. So you're saying I got to buy my own tattoo gun before we go down there and I'll do it myself. <laughs> yes. And take art lessons. Uh, art. No. Art. Doesn't sound like he's really like in it for the, finger painting for the accuracy. <laughs> All good. Anyway, speaking of Vegas and face tattoos, it made me think about Mike Tyson here. 53 years old. Hey, did you hear that? He's coming back. I did. Yeah. He looks good. Holyfield like talking about cream. coming back. He looks all right. Hey, for 53. Holyfield's out of retirement, too. Holyfield probably doesn't know what planet he's on. That dude's punch drunk. I'm sure of it. Doesn't matter. But I'd I mean, watch Holyfield Tyson 3. Yeah. Well, he can bite the other ear That's off right. now. That's right. Tyson's um, hungry. Yeah. I was just thinking I could see Holyfield coming in with those uh, those ear guards like they wear in uh, in uh, wrestling. Wrestling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like old Greco-Roman wrestling earmuffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, well, and the other one too is, is Tyson was offered twenty million dollars to do bare knuckle uh, fighting championship, whatever the hell you want to call it. Blah, word ain't coming out right. Um, yeah, bare knuckle. Fighting. 20 oh, million. Jesus. I think he turned it down, yeah. though, didn't he? He did, but I mean, at the same time, like, Tyson gets inside bare knuckle. Like, that match might only last 30 seconds, but yeah. that's half his matches anyway. I'm betting he can, make, he can make bigger money than that if he holds out for the right fight. Like, and he won't have to. Some of his and, he won't have to and he won't have to mess up his knuckles doing it. Well, you're right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's boxing, right? I mean, they, there's big money in he's, boxing for those primo he's matches. Still 53 You're right. Years old, a 53 but, old man hitting another man in the head too many times would might mess up his hand forever. Well, well it, it, it George Foreman came rough back on his, in his hands, 50s. but at the same same time, I'm trying to picture Mike Tyson hitting somebody with the full force of his knuckles without any padding. Like, I mean, it's a little bit beneficial for the fucking person taking the blow too, right? Like it protects your hands and the person somewhat. And holy shit, the damage he did with boxing gloves on, I can't imagine him with bare knuckles. Even if they would somebody to take a punch from him with bare knuckles. Well, fuck, I, if it was me, I'd just take a dive because that, you see how hard (laughs) his head snapped back. (laughs) Like you're saying, with the gloves on, you see how hard people's heads snap back. 
Now, take away the glove and the cushion, and I, I know he's 50-whatever, uh, you know, but even if he's got half the power he used to, bare knuckle, he'll, he'll turn your face into a golf divot, man. It'd just be a crater. Fucking done. I'm not even so sure it was... I'm not even so sure with him it was so much pure power as it was fucking, like, rage or something, you know? He had... Uh, he- some sort he was a very driven dude, right? Really wanted to kill people. Yeah, he'd punch you in half if he could do it. Not a great, not a great boxer. Like, definitely, definitely not in the the top X of anything. If you ever want to watch I mean, uh, technique or anything, but yeah, man, but I mean, that guy punch full. There's those guys like Ricky Hatton. They're 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 fighters. Not a boxer, you know. Floyd Mayweather, you know Lennox Lewis. They Lennox could dance Lewis. around. They had the technique, and and they're boxers, technicians. Mm-hmm. Some guys mm-hmm. are just fighters, that's where they, right? yeah. This, this Mike Tyson's science, a fighter. He's a well, killer, exactly. Mike Tyson's a killer. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's just a weapon. Period. <laughs> and like I said, I take a dive. Oh, sounds like kick time at my house. Well, well anyway. Let's let's wrap up this show then, because we've yeah. Uh, I think we're getting pretty close. We've hit all our targets, but uh, any other little tidbits anybody wants to throw in before we uh, call it a great little Monday evening? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I mentioned Eli Manning. Follow him on Twitter. Looks fun. Follow at Matt Man 100 on Twitter too. Because yeah. I tweet about once every fucking six, six months. months. Six months. Six months. Almost to the day, you will get a new tweet. But, it will be insightful and forgetful. But but fun yeah. for everyone. Are you back on Twitter yet, Heath? No, I need like another week or two because, you know, blood pressure and I'm just wicked busy right now. So, okay, everybody, I don't fill up. fall down the rabbit hole. <laughs> fill up what? I fall down the rabbit hole. Fill up at H. Dagelman on Twitter. <laughs> And when he Thanks. checks it in a week or two, when he finally gets over it, um, he'll have lots of stuff to read. And yeah, if you're like really, really bored, be sure to follow at Kyle Botcher. Yes, if you're really bored, yeah. you can follow me. I don't post much, but hey, whatever. It's a good time. Just topless selfies in the bathroom, right, buddy? That's right. We know. It's all good. Well, for uh, Heath and Matt, I'm Kyle. This has been another episode of Above Average Joes, and uh, we'll catch you next Monday. Laters. Laters. Laters.